Before we start this episode, I thought I'd tell you that I've got a new book out. Yes, another one. This one is to help coaches supercharge their coaching capability through reflective journaling. Coaching Journal, a guide and journal, walks you through the process by, well, providing you with a guide and some structured reflective models. So pop over to Amazon and get this quick, practical and insightful book today to start your journey towards a more successful professional practice. What would you put in your backpack if you had a new coaching engagement but could only take a limited number of items? Each week, The Coach's Backpack looks at the multifaceted world of coaching and asks a new guest to tell us what they would take with them and why. This week, we're taking a peek inside the backpack of Sarah Veal. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Uh, The first question is, how would you describe what you do in under 20 words? I can't is the answer to that. <laughs> well, you're, and you're not alone because nobody ever does. <laughs> I can give you 20 random words, uh, but they probably won't make sense without the ones that need to be in the middle. So I can talk really quickly and tell you what I do. So let's do that instead. <laughs> so I'm a, a, what I would call a transformational coach. Um, and within that, I also do equine facilitated coaching. So using horses, um, as a tool to help the client raise awareness um, of their unconscious patterns of thoughts, behavior, feelings. So basically as a a transformational coach, I help people strip back the layers of unhealthy coping strategies, conditioning, unhelpful thinking patterns, other people's stories projected onto them, all of those things that we get layered on throughout our lives, which stop us connecting with who we actually are at the core of ourselves stop us actually living a a meaningful purpose purposeful is that a word purposeful life so what the horses do the equine facilitated coaching side of things is act as a massive mirror a massive four-legged fairy mirror um, to help us see what we can't necessarily see about ourselves so as people we are approximately 93% unconscious so we run on habitual patterns, habitual um, patterns of thinking, feeling and behaving. Horses the other way around. So they are approximately 93% in the moment because they're prey animals and they need to feel safe. They need to keep themselves safe. They need to be aware of what's going on in their surroundings to, to keep themselves safe from predators. So because of that, they absorb our emotional state and our intentions and they want to feel safe around us so they need us to set very clear intentions very clear boundaries about what's acceptable what's not acceptable in terms of how we behave around them but they also need to feel emotionally safe they need to feel respected they need to feel like they've got choices and of course all of those things are exactly the same for people we all need to feel safe around people so that we can be ourselves what the horses basically do is act as a, as a huge mirror for how we are showing up in life. So how we are interacting in our relationships and how we're, we're showing up energetically with our nonverbal communication. So they can act as a, a sort of accelerator, magnifier, if that's the word, for what we can't necessarily see about what's going on in our life. It's very experiential, so it is something that you really need to kind of try out and, and feel the power of it. Um, 
and it's quite difficult to explain, as I've just demonstrated. <laughs> well, and definitely needs to be done in person, I'm assuming. The, the chances of doing it on Zoom no, no, probably not going to work, right? Horses are not great on Zoom. No, no. no it's the hooves. It's the, something to do with the hooves. Yeah, they can't, they can't unmute themselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look, here's the, here's the situation. You've been asked to coach a new client but you're limited to what you can take with you, okay? So you've got your essentials in there. You've got your, your clothes, your toothbrush, your sugar cubes for Dobbin, whatever else that you need. Um, and you're allowed to take a limited number of items that are the following. One book, one tool, technique, concept, method, approach, whatever you want to call it. One other item of your choice, and then one person to accompany you. And they can be from the past or from the present. So... What would you take and why? So I'm such a, a big reader. I absolutely love books. So many books have uh, influenced me in a massive, massive way. So it's, it's a very hard question to narrow it down to one. Um, but if I had to really, really drill it down, I would probably say Nancy Klein's Time to Think. Mm -hmm. um, because that is the essence of everything I do. It is that that she talks about catalytic generative intention. So it's that complete belief that the client has all the answers. All I am doing or all the horses are doing is holding up a mirror to help them raise awareness of what they can't necessarily see, that 93% unconscious. So that complete belief in their ability to find their answers comes across energetically. Um, and that, you know, when someone feels really seen, really heard, really respected, that's emotional safety. And that enables them to find their solutions, their own answers. I don't have their answers to the challenges they've got because I'm not that person. Mm. And so just digging. So this might help explain how a session goes with the horses. So obviously they can't ask any questions because they're a horse. So they're just present is that the thing so you might ask them a question of tell me how you feel about this situation and then I as the client would then say how I feel you know it's making me feel frustrated or whatever else it is yeah. and what's the horse doing at this point just standing there so the horse the horse wants you to be in their herd they want they want you to connect with them but if you're not being honest with yourself so if you're if you're tuned into basically your feelings, your intuition, your emotions, your, your sensations, if you're communicating that verbally, so that non-verbal and, and the verbal communication are matching, you're congruent, and then the horse feels safe and they want to be with you. So for example, if you if we were going into the field and I said to you, how are you feeling about hanging out with the, that massive horse over there? <laughs> I wouldn't say that because obviously that's mm -hmm. bringing in my agenda. Um, and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about it. But actually inside, they're feeling pretty scared about that. Mm. The horse is going to feel that because that's incongruent. There's a mismatch there between what they're actually communicating and what's going on for them non-verbally. So the horse is going to feel that. They're not going to want to be anywhere near that person. Uh, okay, so they're going to wander off, basically. Yes. The horse is not going to be... Okay, so you're getting the feeling and the connection when the horse is near you and when it wanders yeah. off, it's that kind of hot and cold. Yeah, but also, you know, there's much more to it than that. They are... I mean, for example, we could set up a, an obstacle, you know, obstacles for the horse to go around. Obstacles would represent obstacles that we've got in life. And a horse 
there because their natural instinct is flight. Their things are a threat to them, so they need to feel safe. So if you're asking them to go over, a, walk over a crunchy tarpaulin, for example, they're not going to want to do that. So you have to feel, have to have that complete belief that um, that safety within you, so the horse feels that, and they'll walk over that obstacle for you. But what that does, what that type of exercise will do, is, is mirror how you, how you overcome challenges and adversity in your life, or, or how you typically approach adversity in your life, and what you could be doing differently from a non-verbal point of view. And, and I'd be leading it, would I, as the client? Would I be holding the reins of the horse? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but not it, on it. No, no, no. It's all it's all groundwork. So you're not you're not riding at all. You're looking to connect with that horse. Um, which in turn is helping you connect with you because it's a big mirror. Because if you're if you're connected with you, all your whole self, that the horse is going to mirror that and want to be with you. You know, as I said though, they want they want clear direction. They need they need clear direction. You know, they're herd members. They always have a herd leader who is who's clearly communicating what's acceptable um, in terms of how they behave, and that's safety for them. So they need clear direction, they need clear boundaries about what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, about how we behave around them. And all of that is the same for people. That helps somebody feel safe when you've got a leader in your herd like that. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. So Nancy Klein's Time to Think is the book. Yes. Yes. What else? What else would I take? I think my, uh, my curiosity and intuition is is probably the, the probably the biggest two tools I'm never going to take my agenda in i don't want to take preconceived ideas into a session about how i might how i might coach someone i'm always going to stay in the moment see how that client is showing up on the day and look at what they need obviously bringing my experience into that but it, it's my intuition um, and my curiosity about what's going on for them. No judgment. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I've sort of, when I first trained as a coach, I, I think I relied, well, I know I relied quite a lot on tools, as in, you know, tools and techniques. And of course they have massive value. Um, but what, I guess, um, with a few years of coaching under my belt now, the tool for me is a, it's in the it's an in the moment thing. If the, the conversation or the, the session um, is going to be enhanced by introducing a, a, a psychological tool to the client, it's going to help them raise their awareness about something, help them take responsibility for making a different choice. Then yes, of course, I'll I'll introduce that. But I don't go in with an agenda to introduce um, a psychological model or at all it is very much let's just see what happens on the day see how that client turns up listen to what they need and bring my experience my curiosity and my intuition into that okay well i'm, I'm feeling generous today so i'm going to let you have that as the the one selection <laughs> curiosity and intuition so you're allowed one other item of, of any description to take along with you uh, and that person so what are those two choices um, uh, I'd probably have to say my notebook if we're going to do something on a practical rather than a slightly more abstract because 
I don't necessarily write notes in a session, but I do love writing and I love writing reflective notes after the session. So that's very much part of my my practice, um, okay. but also something I really enjoy. So. Do you have a favourite brand? Of notebook. Because <laughs> mm. I'm, a, I'm a st like a lot of people, I'm a stationary geek. So, uh, you know, I can spend hours in a stationary shop. Uh, it's got to be a, it's got to be a pen with smooth ink. It's mm. can't, I can't have a scratchy pen. It's got to be nice and flowy. Um, in terms of the notebook, it's always an A5 notebook, and it's probably got an inspirational quote on the front. <laughs> Cheesy, but, no. but you know that's okay. But any brand, no, 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 uh, yeah, no special brand. Okay. Yeah, not too fussed about the brand. Okay, uh, I shall send you some inspirational quotes on vinyl that you can put onto the front of your book. Uh, <laughs> obviously by me. Uh, okay, obviously. and uh, and who's coming with you? I'm going to have to pick two because I'm going to slightly bend the rules. Um, what you, you've, all you've done is bend the rules since you got here. <laughs> I, like, I, like to, I like to look at rules and see whether they serve me or not. And then Clearly, I mean, they, them a bit. <laughs> they were more for serving me to keep the podcast to a decent time. But come on, off you go. Don't tell anyone so, else. I would, I bring my cat Paddy because um, I am a massive animal lover, and animals are just unconditional love. So he always makes me feel good and makes me laugh. So he's coming with me, and and then my best friend because we laugh a lot about silly stuff and that makes me feel good so and maybe some 90s clubbing tracks so we could have a if we we're on a desert island we could have a little dance your backpack is far too full now you've, you've had so much stuff in it there's no way i'm letting you put any club classics in uh, and also i love what you did there is you put i take my friend with me but not naming them so that if anyone says oh it was nice that you asked me to go with you you can say yes to all of them Yes, no one will know exactly. uh, but so let's move on quickly before you feel you have to name someone okay so you've got your backpack fully packed overly packed things are having to be stuck on the side your cat is gripping onto that backpack uh now some of the items might have been packed by somebody else uh so what are you hoping that there isn't in that backpack uh attachment to an outcome actually don't want to don't want to have that what else do i not want to bring uh doubt Doubt that I am. Doubt that I'm not helping that person. If I worded that right, doubt that I am helping that person. I don't want to bring doubt. <laughs> it's okay. just not in there at all. Okay, no doubt. So I have one last question for you, Sarah. Where do you hope you are or are not heading? So this could be an industry, a type of people, etc. So I would love to do some leadership development work with the horses because it is an incredibly powerful practice, uh, especially for teams, just to see how they're all interacting as a system. Um, but I also love my one-to-one my -one work as well. So my little cozy little coaching space. So in the winter in my slippers, in the summer in my flip-flops. So yeah, I, I never focus on where I'm not going because I believe that I'll, I'll just attract that. So I always focus on, I set an intention about what, what I want to be doing, what I can see myself doing, and then I just trust my intuition will show me the right opportunities. And that seems to work. So I'm going to stick with that. Okay, brilliant. Well, look, 
I should let you get on your horse and ride off to your <laughs> new client uh, that you are seeing. Uh, I can probably take my riding boots and my jumpers off now as well, can I? You, you can, yeah. Not required. There's a thought. There is a thought for everyone. <laughs> right, well, thank you, Sarah, for being a guest on The Coach's Backpack. Thank you. And thank you for joining us on this episode of The Coach's Backpack. If you would like extra goodies such as free tools, offers, further info about our guests and maybe even the odd peek inside their actual backpack, sign up to our mailing list at thecoachesbackpack.com. And don't forget to follow the podcast too. See you next time.